1: Welcome to the Garbage Dump. We're doing we're something doing new here on yeah. podcasts like it's 1999. This is the dump. This is where we dump all the dumpiest movies of 1999. Phil and I decided that we were not going to dump up our feed yeah. with crap garbage. and shit <laughs> and poop and garbage like the movie we're doing today.
0: That's a garbage movie. Anthony
1: Hopkins, Cuba Gooding Jr., yeah. Instinct. Ape man bad a man who thinks he's an ape, um
0: yeah we're or gonna be at doing. Least he's fighting for apes, man who's fighting for apes <laughs> I don't
1: know yeah, man who learns karate oh, from apes Oh, god we uh we're we're, we're doing, doing a new thing, we're doing a new thing, we're gonna do a bunch of these we uh you know the the whole premise of this podcast was we're gonna do every movie from nineteen ninety nine but we just we just can't we we just we can't, can't
0: stomach some of these
1: we can't put movies like instinct on this main feed, no. and like we we had to create a Separate feed that um, that was just for garbage.
0: Yeah. The Friday garbage dump.
1: So uh, we want to thank Turbo Negro for a theme song. <laughs> um, we went with... Does th- he
0: say... Did I hear the lyric correctly? Dogs fucking... <laughs> we, I just want to make sure. <laughs> we went
1: with this song instead of some of their other songs. Like, well, this- we're, we're going to drop the atom bomb. Everybody loves a chubby dude. <laughs> <laughs> you must bleed all night long i got an erection really actually it's just i got erection um, uh, all my friends are dead i want to come oh my god okay, hot right. and filthy well, so rendezvous I- with anus this is a rendezvous good band with anus. <coughs> yeah but their their <laughs> their stairway to heaven is welcome to the garbage dump it's the theme song. song it's their best song of podcasts like it's 1999's dump
0: yeah. So, uh, so just to be clear for everybody, the, the, the metrics for the for the dump are pretty simple, which is that if it gets below 25 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, we we will most likely put it eligible in the dump. for this eligible for that. There are going to be movies that are probably lower than 25 percent that we've definitely already covered, um, but, you know, that, that that are a little more fun. You know, perhaps you're, you're you're my favorite Martians, for instance, or maybe other we'll episodes. See what we'll happens. see who knows. But like, but it's it's we're gonna we might even clump some movies together in the dump. You know, they're not always gonna get clump an out, a dump. Clump some dumps. Yeah, they're not always gonna get you know a full a episode to themselves. <laughs> um, you know, and and also guys, we're, these aren't gonna be full episodes. We're not gonna go two hours on these fucking things. So we just mostly feel- gonna
1: be me and Phil. Mostly talking about how bad they are. Yes, uh, we could skip it, we would skip it, but you can't skip Anthony Hopkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. You can't, and actually, as much as we might want to. It's Cuba, remember? It's we looked Cuba. this up, it's yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Um, you can't just pretend they didn't exist because they bet did they wish
0: this didn't exist, though. Well, this, is, I mean, this might
1: be like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s fourth biggest
0: movie. I mean, like, and they got paid well for it, I'm sure.
1: Um, well, you did you, did I didn't you find out their up, salaries, or? but yeah. the budget's 80
0: million and I had it.
1: It all goes to Anthony Hawkins and Cuba Gooding Jr. And more tierney. And more tierney and Donald Sutherland.
0: That's Donald Sutherland actually has probably the best. He got probably when it comes to how much he got paid for how much work he had to do. He sat in a room the whole time. He, said- <laughs> he did probably maybe five
1: days of work, six days of work. He's been sitting in rooms, That's sitting all- in mahogany, 15, 20 years, mahogany studies. <laughs> For twenty years, getting paid for it, getting paid for yeah. it. Hunger Games, sat in a room, um, sat on a pulpit, sat in a pulpit, whatever. a eh, no Room, um, instinct, instinct, guys. Phil, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: God, guys, what is there to say about instinct that hasn't been said already? Do all right. So <laughs> let's I mean,
1: assume because Phil, right before we got here, said uh, this movie doesn't exist. So we'll assume you know
0: nothing. I mean, first of all, even just the title is so innocuous. It does it's, it's just. It doesn't. It doesn't. This movie doesn't exist. I'm sure if someone said to you, do you know that – do you remember the Anthony Hopkins gorilla movie? People would – I imagine not. It's
1: not remember. even as gorilla-y as I want. This isn't Nell, I thought it for was, instance.
0: Right. I thought it was – because I thought we had I – thought, I thought we were getting a gorilla man. I did too. I <laughs> thought we were going to have to really work for <laughs> <thought> his dialogue. <laughs> I thought we were getting a gorilla man. I thought we were getting like like Congo meets Nell sort of thing. Yes. And we didn't get that. We got Goodwill Hunting meets like Gorillas in the Mist.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's exactly I think that's exactly what we got. I mean, it was like um, which is it bummer. was it was Silence of the Lambs, right? It was the exact same. It was like
0: Hannibal Lecter if he was raised by gorillas,
1: but like and also if <laughs> Jodie Foster was trying to solve the mystery of like
0: you know why why
1: why she's ambitious. I like it's it yeah like, no exactly Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. was literally trying to fi- solve the mystery of why he's ambitious.
0: Yeah. Or like, and and also try to this is so I actually it's like why do I care so much about success because this movie doesn't exist let's just give a synopsis to the people who don't know this movie because most people don't years after going missing in the jungles of Africa anthropologist Ethan Powell played by Anthony Hopkins resurfaces when it's discovered that he has murdered two poachers who were killing the gorillas he was studying after spending an extended time living with the primates and without any human contact Powell seems to be unhinged and psychiatrist Theo Calder played by Cuba Gooding Jr. is called to try to get through to the withdrawn and angry man who may be wiser and saner than he appears instinct opened on July, uh, june 4th 1999 in third place with 10 million dollars behind the phantom menace and Notting hill i uh, would go on to make 34 million dollars on an 80 million dollar budget it has 27 percent on rotten tomatoes from critics and 67 from audiences way too high from i started not really trust the audience <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is like
1: the fifth or sixth film we're <laughs> just like what, what movie were they watching the,
0: yeah I don't know. I mean, so Ebert, I do think, really kind of gets to the, to the heart of what's wrong with this film uh he, he gave the film one and a half stars at a four mm-hmm. he said if there's anything too worse, too, <laughs> if there's anything worse than a movie hammered together at a piece of bad screenplays it's a movie made from scraps of good ones at least with the trash we don't have to suffer through the noble intentions instinct is a film with not one but four worthy themes uh it has good thoughts about all of them but undermines them by slapping on obligatory plot requirements thick nothing happens in the movie that has not been sanctioned by long usage in better films this is a film about one why man should learn to live in harmony with nature. Two, why prison reform is necessary. Three, why fathers can learn to love their children. Four, why it is wrong to imprison animals in zoos. It doesn't free the beasts from their cages, but it's able to resolve the three issues unconvincingly in a rush of hokey final scenes. Instinct, directed by John Turtletob, is all echoes. It gives us Anthony Hopkins playing a toned-down version of Anupolector, Cuba Gooding Jr. replies his nice guy professional from As Good As It Gets, Donald Sutherland once again as wise and weary sage, uh it's basically gorillas in the mist and one flew Over the cuckoo's nest the movie's so darn yeah. uplifting and clunky it's it just from one big theme to another while groaning under the weight of heartfelt speeches it just doesn't it's just it's it, it's a pastiche of a bunch of fucking things that just patched together it never is its own thing like it never actually transcends into uh, whether or not it was boring which it was if it actually like became a movie of its own I would have been like, eh, okay. But even like the fucking end with Cuba in the rain with his arms outstretched and the high shot from Shawshank. It's, it's unbelievable. Like, Go fuck yourselves. Right
1: after a prison break. It's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, 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 truly up. It's truly appalling. <laughs> it really and, is. Yeah. No, it is. It's, a, it's, a truly appalling shot. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it when it happened. I actually hope people do watch this. <laughs> I mean, because I'm big, big, the big fan because I'm a sadist. And I don't want people to suffer the way we suffer. Well,
0: it's kind of hard to find, guys. So it's it's. I'll uh, send you my copy. Yeah, <laughs> we bought it on Amazon for four dollars. Yeah, uh, it's on DVD. If you really want to, if you really want it, it yeah. could be yours. Um, slept to Westwood to pick it up at a at an I Amazon. It was the same place. Yeah, same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was great. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. Actually, I've never done a, it before. That's a good thing to talk about. <laughs> The Amazon Westwood locker the Amazon. <laughs> situation is
1: fantastic.
0: I, I really had never done it before. Yeah. I always have thought to myself, yeah, but do I really want to go to the thing? And then I went there. Well, it's far for you. It's right around the corner. It's close to, to you. Yeah. It was more just like I obviously just want to deliver it to my house. I mean, that goes without saying that it's easier. Yeah. Um, but the Amazon locker situation where you have like a barcode, you scan it, and the thing opens, and your yeah. thing's right there. It's pretty cool. You don't have to deal with people. You have to, You don't have to deal with people.
1: Amazon has figured out. How much this, I don't
0: want to deal with people. This episode is a uh, sponsored, sponsored by Amazon.
1: By Amazon? <laughs> well, I mean, between that and the the,
0: the dream of the mm. grocery store where I don't even oh have God, to yeah. like oh, scan yeah. shit, oh. where I just walk out. Yeah, the dr- that's a dream to walk out of any store not having to pay. <laughs> I think we can get killed <laughs> for this. I think we, I think like this is, this is. So let's
1: talk about the election. Oh God, what? Well, this How is, did we get there? This is Andrew Yang's whole pol- whole oh. platform. Oh, wow. This whole platform <laughs> is automation is going to kill us, right?
0: Yeah. Um, sure. Which it might. Which it
1: definitely will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not me and you.
1: <laughs> but our, you,
0: our kids are grandkids.
1: I know. It's so funny when you talk to writers about this because writers are like, oh, what, what if they have robots who are able to write screenplays better than us? Um, there might be one day.
0: Like, I mean, we're getting pretty fucking close to just copying each other anyway. So, yeah. Like, I mean
1: well, no, I mean like maybe thirty, forty years the AI will write better screenplays. So, but like in like thirty, forty minutes, like truck drivers are gonna be, you know, robots. Like in thirty forty minutes, like yeah. like there will yeah. be no more truck drivers. And I think Andrew this is not an Andrew Yang endorsement. <laughs> but- <laughs>
2: Just, I mean, be clear but more. like
1: i hated stick so much um that is what angie yang's campaign is about god this is so fucking now you want, you want to talk about the joker trailer no
0: i don't <laughs> no, i really don't <laughs> but uh to get back to instinct i think that it's it's more we about should drop this this week what we should why
1: because it's so topical stop it
0: <laughs> no <laughs> um here's here's the thing about this movie. I first of all, as I was watching it, I just I I basically knew where every scene was going. Like it never felt like there was anything coming that was surprising. Never other than a somewhat unearned ending and how easy it was for him to quote unquote break out of this prison, which is he just opened a window. They distracted him and he just opened a window. It was awful. And
1: he also got back to Africa so easily. It's very not that easily, easily. No. it's not that easy to get to africa
0: no, without money without without passport? A passport without anything he just got there that's neither here nor there and then it was just the and the, the poor man's one full of the cuckoo's nest ending with the two guys the two patients or inmates that like distract the guards yeah. and it, it's it felt like they were trying to sort of echo when he throws the fountain yeah but at, no one distracted anybody Yeah, they did. He unplugged the fucking TV, and that's how they distracted. Oh, oh, an instinct. Yes, yes, instinct. Not in, not Not in. Yes, not cuckoo's nest.
1: No, but it is. Yeah, he unplugged the TV. Like this is. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about why this movie is so bad. The movie is so bad in part, yeah, because it is not adapted from, but suggested by. Yeah, I
0: have I have that Uh, a book philosophical novel by Daniel Quinn. Yes, an unfilmable book. About Socratic dialogue between man and ape.
1: Yes, that's it. That's the end of the story. So it's a it's a it's a it's a it's, it's, a, it's a philosophical novel.
0: Yeah, it's not it's, it's not a, 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 yeah novel in the strictest sense. Of it's the a term. it's
1: yeah. a it's a philosophical text. Sure, sure, sure. About a dialogue between a man and an ape. What if a man could talk to an ape? What that's if that's it? Was a man ape? So a man ape. Yeah. So or an ape man. So. The, Let's talk about Batman a little bit. I, oh, one of my yeah. favorite Batman villains is Man Bat. If Man just, Bat is just, a man
0: and was a bat. God, that's fucking amazing. It's always a real thing. I love that. Is a I bat love that so much. who dresses like a man. You you know that when we inevitably, when the Batman franchise gets to Man Bat, man bat we're, we're done. Like that's the <laughs> that's, I, honestly, that's the end of the franchise. The
1: worst Batman villain, and I maybe people feel differently, but it's very obvious to me the worst Batman villain is Mr. Freeze. It's a terrible name. Is it ter? He's- there's a lot of bad ones though.
0: Wasn't there a wasn't there like a King Tut one? Yeah, King Tut. Yeah. Did
1: you watch the um no. the the, Batman the 60s? G- yeah, I never watched. It. I mean, I've seen an episode. I watched every one. episode of that. Really? Yeah. I came home from school every day and watched it. I loved it.
0: Did you see that someone was uh uh, on Twitter, Trent, uh, saying that um, Blake Lively should play the Penguin.
1: Oh, because of her gear from uh... <laughs> Simple
0: Favorite. So yeah, she. I, oh, yeah, I, I AKA dressing like. Paul I Pete.
1: almost loved that movie.
0: Yeah, that movie comes really close to being right a masterpiece.
1: I almost loved it. I it's it's, loved, it's
0: the twist. That, I love the way she said. dressed. I loved the entire vibe of it until the vibe of it, until, yeah. it until it resolved itself, like yeah. plot-wise. And then I was like, oh, this is a bummer. All right. Well, it was almost a good movie. All right. Back yeah. to Instinct. What so, happened in that movie? Uh, I mean, yeah. Basically, Turner Publishing owned the rights to this book yeah. in the early 1990s. They merged with Time Warner. Ishmael went into the Warner fold. The project began development in 1996 at Disney's Touchstone, which leased the book rights from WB and retooled it into Instinct, into the thing we have today. Uh I mean, you know, a few years prior, yes. Charlie Kaufman made Human
1: Nature, mm-hmm. which is kind of about a dialogue between a man and like and a psychiatrist a, yeah. and, a, and a man ape. Yeah. Um, That's actually not a terrible movie.
0: No. It's a weird it's movie. Like, that
1: seems like the yes. better way yes. to approach this cinematically. Well,
0: Yeah, they're so lazy to me. It's just a fucking earnest i mean it, what what really hurts it and i don't actually right, i think that john that. john Turtletov is a bad director i don't think he is i think he's actually a pretty solid director that he's made a bunch of solid movies he's, that people really love national treasure is a movie that people really love how do you
1: feel about it? i don't care about people um as i said
0: <laughs> as, as you said on every podcast um i i don't dislike it i i think it's fun and i think that that how can i put this I think that we did a fair amount of National Treasure-esque stuff. On you Sleepy did. Hollow. You did. So I enjoy that kind of stuff. I like when you can kind of fuck with history and have fun with it and be able to kind of bake stuff into it. Nicolas Cage is having fun, good action set piece. It's, it's a well-made Bruckheimer Disney property. And, and, you know, for everyone's sake, maybe Griffin Newman the most. I hope they make National Treasure 3. Um, it's a fun series. I'm sort of surprised that it died at 2. Uh, I think Phenomenon is fine. People seem to. It's a very bad movie. Okay,
1: but Cool Runnings is a very good movie.
0: Um, yeah, I actually, and this this might be, I kind of enjoyed the the um, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh,
1: all right. So let's just really quickly run through because I, I I actually find his filmography to be kind of fascinating in mm-hmm. its own weird way. Yeah. He directed two movies I never heard of Think Big and Driving Me Crazy. Not Drive Me Crazy, Driving Me Crazy. <laughs> then he directed Three Ninjas, which, of course, I've heard of, which is basically a, you know. It's a kids' movie. It's a kids' movie about kids who kick ass. Sure. Um, It's, it's more, I mean, it wasn't, but it's more or less directed to DVD. Mm-hmm. But, like, not that it's any good, but yeah. people saw it. Yeah. Then he did. Uh, then he got cool runnings, mm-hmm. which, like, really is a tremendous movie. Like, I,
0: yeah, people, I, have, I mean, who
1: doesn't love? I don't know why doesn't? he's calling me so much. Maybe uh, something terrible is happening. Um, uh, no, 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 we're collaborating. Um, then, uh, <laughs> we're collaborating, and then he
0: did while you're sleeping, which is a fantastic. I didn't know um, he did that. Yeah, he did while you're sleeping. That's a, that's a crazy one two punch of cool runnings into while you were sleeping. Well,
1: they're both all
0: heart, motherfucker. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. No, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is interesting because then mm-hmm. he kind of let this thing spiral out of control. Yeah. Right. Like phenomenon is like,
0: it's all heart
1: to like a really kind of horrible degree. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, um, like, it's cloying. It's, it's bordering cloying, on, like a, yes. on like a touch by an angel. Kind yes. Of
1: but I mean, he, so, I mean, he, he wound up having a brain tumor and that's how he mm-hmm. became. It's awful. Um, It's, 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 it's borderline Kirk
0: Cameron. Yes. You know, you're yes. like getting real close to that feels shit. It feels very Jesus-y.
1: Yes. And then, uh, and then he got Instinct. Oh, because Phenomenon wasn't a failure.
0: No, it was a big hit. Well, Phenomen- it was right in the John Travolta. Travolta,
1: Travolta thing where trajectory. every Travolta yeah. – I mean that's a weird thing people will never remember. <laughs> After Pulp Fiction, Travolta movies were – It was were, Tom Hanks. Yes, he was Tom Hanks because I I remember it really well because I loved Travolta like that. Yep. Was he was, did Get Shorty? Yep. He did Phenomenon, Michael, Mad City with yeah, um. He did
0: he did everything. You got the impression John Travolta at that moment was just like he realized, holy shit, I'm never going to be bigger than this again. Uh, and he just he tried to you know rightfully get as rich as he possibly could. I mean this this string of movies is Pulp bro- Fiction, Get Shorty, Broken Arrow, Broken Phenomenon, Arrow. Michael, Face Off. Face-off. primary colors i mean it's where's mad civil city? action it's in the sorry face off into mad city then primary Colors. civil action civil which, action general's, general's daughter, daughter, which, daughter which, we which we're gonna do this year um <clears throat> yeah i mean lucky numbers i mean battlefield earth is the first kind of that's the chink in his armor well,
1: that's the blank check right like he spent he spent yeah. six years building up this goodwill to write his own blank 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 yeah. check it was yeah. a so Crazy. few actors yeah. get to do that.
0: Well, it's, and then you look at like so he does uh, Battlefield Earth, Lucky Numbers, Swordfish brings him back a little bit. Like Swordfish was a big movie, but it was so- also like mocked. Yes, sure. Yeah. Domestic disturbance, basic. Then we're then we're sort of then it's like Ladder Forty Nine, Be Cool.
1: Did he ever come back? Come back? I can't remember. In the last like almost what fifteen years has he done anything outside of People versus OJ that wasn't like totally ridiculed? No, is the short answer. Wow.
0: He's. I mean, I think the last. Well, t- taking of Pelham One Two Three did pretty well in two thousand and nine, if I remember correctly. He, t- it's but not
1: terrible, was, but like it's you that's know that's the last. It's like, a remake. That's and the last like, decent movie. Is, was that Tony Scott?
0: Yeah, I think it was.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's every Tony Scott movie, which like is, are great. I love Tony yeah.
0: Scott. Brian Helgeland, Tony Scott. Yeah, but yes. Yeah, so phenomenon really hits in that in that crest. Yeah. So phenomenon huge movie. Then so, he does an episode of From the Earth to the Moon. Which is a great, sure. great miniseries. Sure. Which is
1: probably a nice little feather in his cap. That's Spielberg and
0: Hank saying we trust you. Yep, 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 yep. And then he does Instinct, uh, which is. Which had to be a, a big fucking deal. It had to be a big deal. I don't. I mean, it's a big cast, it's a big budget. I mean, then he does The Kid after that, which is that Bruce Willis movie that also does not exist.
1: That's the third of the three Disney movies. Correct. With. A movie that never actually, I think, got made, like called Brooklyn Brawler or something, right? Broadway Bra- Broadway Bra- Brawler, something, something like that. that. And,
0: and then Six Sense. And Six Sense. So he basically, it's weird because like Instinct and the Kid are both bombs; they don't do well. And he kind of he's got four years between the Kid and National Treasure, and then National Treasure just. Blows the doors off the place.
1: National Treasure is the second best premise of a big budget movie I've ever heard. What's the first? It's the most obvious fucking brilliant blockbuster I can think of. Night at the Museum. Sure. Night at the Museum. Yes. It's yeah, both yeah. of these things. National Treasure, less so than Night at the Museum. Night at the Museum is there for the taking. Any of us could have had it. Yep, It's so
0: brilliant. Well, you know what's funny is that it, that makes me think of a premise that now will never get made. Um, but had a, but was almost made a couple years ago, which was Magical Kingdom.
1: Oh, that's my favorite idea. I why will that ever get made?
0: Because of all these fucking live action things, all these. It's for people totally. that don't know, Magical Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, is is Magic Kingdom. Sorry, is Night at the Museum at Disneyland. I'm dying. It was Favreau was gonna make it. Yeah, and I am Chabin had written a draft.
1: Dying for that yeah. fucking movie to get
0: made. How is that not? I look that movie like, up every six months yeah. just
1: to see if it's like moving in development. That would be the, the biggest hit. Yeah.
0: They just didn't want to cannibalize all of those properties because now they want to make each individual movie. But maybe when they're all done on the other side of having you know turned everything into live action movies, then they can bring it together. They
1: can do it because um, they they can do kind of like that scene in Wreck-It Ralph, which is a crazy Crazy. scene to think about. To take all of these characters and put them in that room together, fun.
0: It's awesome. It's It's a dream. It's it's the kid dream, right? Like it's to put all your fucking favorite characters in a room. Together.
1: Yes. And, but then the slumber party ethos of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And, and the, that was really a, like a, a brilliant scene. Yeah. That writ large would be awesome.
0: Yeah. And National treasure is, I mean, that's <clears throat> the thing. The premise of national treasure is, is so fun. And Nicolas Cage totally understands the movie that he's in, mm-hmm. and Turtle Top completely understands the movie he's making. It's just one of those. It's when you know when all the pieces come together into something that's just undeniably a blast. Now, I never saw the second one, so I can't speak. To I it. have. Which <clears throat> is any good?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're. I fell asleep in the theaters, and then I watched it again with my kids. So it's great. They're okay. like, they're like baby um, Indiana Joneses.
0: Yeah. so he so uh <clears throat> turtle Top does national treasury does jericho which was a show on cbs that a lot of people really loved never really found its audience but it kind of limped along
1: for had one lot. of those cancellations where people and sent a different shit time and, too yeah and it
0: came back yep so they brought that
1: back to life people he sent sh- nuts to cbs lots I, of nuts yeah i don't know I, th- I think that was a catchphrase
0: like nuts <laughs> 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 i think they would go nuts, nuts. And so, man, uh, so then he does nuts. National Treasure 2 he does a show called Harper's Island which I kind of think is a cool premise but oh you do remember Harper's Island yeah. yeah I watched it it was a cool show cool idea give it a shot so
1: yeah. it's the one um, it's the one genre that never really works mm-hmm. on um, on episodic television essentially the slasher film sure because you're killing off your cast right
0: um, but it's a, it's worth a shot and it also had, I, I thought Harper's Island was like pretty okay Um and then he does uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice, which again was Bruckheimer for Disney. You know, after the um, oh my god Pirates of the Caribbean movies and National Treasure, you know, mm-hmm. Jerry Bruckheimer was pretty much unbeatable. They gave him they gave one hundred and fifty million dollars to the Sorcerer's Apprentice, uh, and it was a big old bomb. Uh, made sixty three domestically, made one hundred fifty two worldwide, two fifteen worldwide on a hundred fifty million dollar budget. They took a, a bath on that, and. It's kind of a bummer because it's a fun movie. Again, it's Nicolas Cage playing sort of this. I think part of it had to do with, you know, in a world where Harry Potter exists, it's hard to sort of be a nondescript magic movie, I think, in a lot of ways. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. though these th- movies of this ilk all
1: fail. Yeah. Like uh The Camelot, the the Kid Who Would Be King. Yes, yes, sir. like a big budget failure. They've mm-hmm. all failed.
0: Yeah, and it, and it was it was a, a big uh, failure. He does a pilot called Common Law, then he does a movie called Last Vegas, which I have not seen. You know what it's about? Is that the bunch of guys that go to Vegas? Killer premise.
1: It's a killer
0: premise. Just a bunch of old guys that go to Vegas? Bunch of old guys that go to Vegas. Yeah.
1: It's like old It's old guy bachelor party.
0: Oh, okay. You old know? guy hangover? Yes, old guy hangover is a better okay. way to put it.
1: Okay. There have been a bunch of these old guy movies. Yeah. Morgan Freeman's in every one of them. Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> my <laughs>
0: And Michael the, uh, Douglas seems to be in most of them now too. Michael Douglas is in a lot of them.
1: And they're all uh they're to me, they're all pretty good premises. Um sure. like there was old guy bank robbery with Michael kane yes, and Morgan that was, And directed by Zach braff There was old <laughs> what really? Old
0: Guy Bank Robbery?
1: There's was, there was old guy uh old guy space, cowboys Old Guy okay, Space. Yeah. Space old cowboys. Guy in Space. Yeah. Morgan Freeman wasn't in that. No, Clint Eastwood was. Yes, but he might Morgan,
0: Morgan Freeman might have been in it. Oregon, there were two old guy movies with four old guys. Like Space Cowboys of... is actually not a bad movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie for what it is. Uh, uh, let's see. Also, Space Cowboy is the best song by uh, by Casey, by Musk Casey. Musk. <laughs> Oh, I got. We my, went to see. This I have news for you. Yeah. What?
1: Layla's over. She didn't like all the f words.
0: What? Yeah, she didn't like the she didn't like the concert. That's why she didn't have a good she time. She loved the concert, but she
1: hated the f words.
0: Really? K- you know who loved them though? Miley Rollins. <laughs> So now it, <laughs> it made Rollins night and ruined, I know. ruined, ruined So we so we right.
1: went to see Casey Musgraves with my twins yep. and my sister and brother-in-law and Casey is, you know, a
0: fairly kid
1: appropriate artist. I mean she talked
0: talk like a sailor. To
1: every every <laughs> every time between yeah, songs, she would F-bombs. drop F-bombs like amazing. left and right. Yeah. My son, who's seven, like, cheers and dances when he hears the F
0: word. He's, like, just arms, just, like, yeah. fists in the air, just loving slapping, it. it was, yeah,
1: slapping it was, five with yeah. people near him. Loved it, yeah. And Layla hates the F word, like a good little girl, who's also seven. She's a good little girl. <laughs> They're
0: twins. Do you think she hates it because he loves
1: it? She said it, no, honestly. Like, she's, like, she's a very pure kid deep down. She said it, it scares her. <laughs> so so she, sure so you know i i put them to sleep to casey most i've been doing it for a year since the album comes out yeah. like i'll put it on and then they'll go to bed and uh and i went to put it on that night and Layla's like it changed the concert changed it for me unfortunately lana del rey just dropped a new album so we'll be yeah okay. you'll get that on friday but well uh, like although with the title now, being yeah what's no, the title Norman fucking Rockwell? <laughs> And I don't think Leo's gonna like this. And album. the fourth, and I think the fourth song is like, Fuck it, I love yeah, you. Yeah. And like, that's not not just a title. Like, it's yeah. like the song the
0: is song. Like, yeah. Fuck
1: it, I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think Leo's gonna like it. Space Cowboys, Clint Eastwood, Tommy Lee Jones, Donald Sutherland, and James Garner. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's the one he. It, it's it, the one that, uh, yeah, he was yeah, probably too busy doing, like, you know, in, old guy boat trip or whatever he was doing. Yeah. But, uh, Jay Leno, by the way, in that movie, playing Jay Leno, pass. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, basically the last thing the Turtle Dub did was The Meg, which I thought was a really bad movie, but it did well. So, I mean, maybe he's back on,
1: uh, back on list. He's a good premise. He's a good premise finder. Yeah. He is. He's a good, good high concept premise finder. I would agree with that. This is not a good high concept premise.
0: No, I think that, here's my feeling. My guess is that this was the type of thing where it was pitched as, yeah, you've got. You're going to get to do Sounds of the Lambs again, except uh, you're going to get to have those, these sort of intense two hander scenes where you know you're going to really kind of dig into the to the psyche of these two people, and perhaps that was interesting to him. Um, originally, it was supposed to be Sean Connery, which makes sense. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't know if I would have liked it more with I would, Sean Connery. I, would have, I honestly
1: I would have liked it less. Yeah, I, I hated this movie. Don't get me wrong, I hated it. But the only reason that this movie was even borderline watchable was because of Anthony
0: Hopkins. I think. I okay. This this feels like a good time. I, the Sean Connery for us to dive into, Anthony yeah.
1: Hopkins. The Sean Connery. It's the Sean Connery in The Rock before he you know cuts his hair mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. that works great in The Rock that would have worked like worked terrible in a movie this earnest and serious. I I Terribly. I,
0: I, I think that. This is as good a time as any for us to kind of talk Hopkins because I I, I want to sort of – we're going to get another Anthony Hopkins movie, uh, a much, much better Anthony Hopkins movie uh, later, most likely with uh, hopefully Rochelle Lefebvre who's going to come on for Titus uh, sometime later this year. Um, But uh, Anthony Hopkins – what are your thoughts on Anthony Hopkins? Do you like him as an actor? Sure. You do. Why not? I don't dislike him. I just sort of want to be clear that he's the type of guy who kind of really starts cashing checks. I'm interested in the, I don't like him take a lot more than, I don't dislike him just to be clear. Okay. Um, I I think, I think he's a, I think he's a very talented actor. I love sons of the lambs. I think it's a perfect movie. I think it's unimpeachably great. Um, and I, I think that he has sort of this string of movies, um, where he plays kind of, uh, an older wise gentleman in a supporting role in a lot of movies. And then Sansa of the Lambs really kind of takes him to the next level, makes him a leading man. And I'm not against an older leading man. I think it's great. Um, we don't, I would say, probably have enough of them. Um, he's a tremendous actor. I just think that sometimes he's really hitting his mark. He's just like, Where where where's my mark? What's my line? Okay, fine. And he's given us 70% most of the time. Okay maybe um what's your favorite anthony hopkins performance i mean probably silence of the lambs if you love nixon though
1: i do love nixon i those are to me those are the two yeah. that matter cuz everything else is the same so i agree with you to some extent now i want to give like kind of the dumb americans the sure. history of anthony hopkins okay anthony hopkins was born in 1991 <laughs> when he played hannibal <laughs> lecter in At silence the right of the lambs of-
0: 60, 60 something.
1: Yeah, he was probably he probably was he was probably a lot younger than yeah, you think. I'll tell you how old he was. Um he was actually <laughs> born in 37. So
0: 50 something?
1: Yeah, fifty-four, right? Yeah. So he was so he was born at fifty-four years old when he played
0: Silence of the Lambs. Yeah.
1: Before that, yeah. allegedly, according to IMDB,
0: like fifty credits. He had
1: <laughs> he had a thirty-one year career. And and I have heard of literally nothing he had done. So I assume this is all BBC costume drama. Like it's all stuff I've never heard of. Yep. I mean, I've heard of Othello, but like. (laughs) Sure. Who hasn't heard of Othello? I've never heard of any of this stuff he's ever done. So the only, the uh, Desperate Hours, is that something I'm supposed to know about? That title sounds familiar to me. Uh, Michael Cimino. I mean, like, I probably am supposed to know about this, but I don't.
0: I mean, truthfully, he obviously it, – it is a tremendous casting moment for him. In 1991, when Jonathan Demme sees Anthony Hopkins and says, you're going to be Hannibal Lecter. Now, I don't think that anybody imagined – you have to remember, Silence of the Lambs comes out in, like, fucking January or something like that. Yeah. And it, it is a movie yeah. that no one expected to do anything. And it just – it's it explodes. And he's not on the screen that much. It's one of those kind of uh, – you know, nomination frauds a little bit in terms of his actual screen time it to is, getting a best actor. It
1: is category fraud. It's a little bit of that, and it gives me an opportunity to talk about category fraud. Please. If you'd like me to, I, who wouldn't? All right, category fraud. <laughs> best the actor, hours. best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress have nothing to do with screen time. They only have to do perception. with one thing. Yes, is the movie told from your point of view or not that's it All right. now it could be a two hander that's possible there are many movies that are two handers Mm -hmm. um, that actually give equal time or close to equal time to two members of a couple or two members of team or two people who have nothing to do with each other but if you do not have point of view sequences or scenes where we are supposed to be empathizing with your character you are not a lead actor end of fucking story (laughs) because it, it, it is so much yeah. easier to not have to have the audience empathize with you. No, I mean, I'm not trying to say Hannibal Lecter is not a great performance. Obviously it is,
0: but he's clearly supporting Clarice he's Starling.
1: Clearly supporting Clarice Starling. He clearly is. You don't have to empathize with this character. Yeah. That's so hard to do. So, uh, well, this makes me Gordon Gecko not a lead performance. Uh, Denzel Washington, Training
0: Day, not a lead performance. What are your thoughts on uh, Nicole Kidman in The Hours? Hard to say. I I remember the big deal. Yes, on that the was answer is yes. Time. The answer is yes. The answer is
1: yes. The answer is a movie that's broken up through th- three different, three different pro- protagonists. Yeah. Yes, that that is as lead as anything sure, to sure. me. Uh, and of course, supporting actors at times mm-hmm. can be your POV you, POV character. Sure. Every scene has to have a POV character, and there's some scenes where supporting actors aren't there without other ac- other characters. But for the most part, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a supporting actor in a scene with a lead actor and be supposed to, and supposed to be sympathizing, empathizing with the supporting actor. So, I mean, fucking Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada—that's mm-hmm. a supporting role. Yeah.
0: Supporting role. I get that it's Meryl Streep. Well, it's it's interesting because like. So there's been a, a discussion recently, at least online, in terms of whether Brad Pitt should be put up for Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think. Oh, that, that's
1: a movie with two Best Actors.
0: Right, but I, I think it's safe. This is this is, and this is the sort of the the bullshit political argument, which is he's more likely to win the Academy Award if they put him in for Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. because most likely, this is also the thing too, where like, generally speaking, the supporting actor and actress nominations tend to be not as stacked sometimes so you have kind of better shots you know the best actor actress categories tend to be sort of i don't want to say more allotted but they tend to be more packed they tend to be more competitive so i think that brad pitt has a better shot of winning if he's put in the best supporting actor category um and he does support quote-unquote leo through a large portion of that movie but
1: yeah i mean, I mean leo's the lead yeah. and brad pitt is also the lead like it's just yeah that's just the way that movie kind of shakes out to me. Um, weirdly, yes, the best supporting actress category I think is
0: usually more stacked than the best actor actress category. Best supporting actor is actress it? is more so than best supporting actors. What you're saying? To me. No, no, no. no. Oh. Best
1: supporting actress is more stacked than best actress. It is yes. harder to yes, win yes, best yes.
0: supporting actress. I would agree with
1: that. Um, for
0: whatever, well, I mean, for
1: obvious reasons, I think because just you know, l- interesting lead roles for women are kind of hard that to come agree. by. Yeah. Um, but on the men's side, I understand why they might put him up for best supporting actor. I do think it's category fraud. I think like a best supporting actor can't have the scene at, at uh, Spawn's ranch. I don't think that you... you that More you, than a you, scene, it's like you, half... The- right, <laughs> that you can carry a 30-minute sequence like yeah. that.
0: Um, I, 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 but, I agree with you. I think it is... I think they are both a best actor. I think the question comes down to whether or not uh, truthfully, like whether or not Brad is willing to be put into supporting it's, actor. If he is, he probably wins. It's annoying to me because like
1: the, the, the categorization of actors has kind of uh, superseded our understanding of movies. Sure. So, you know, to that, to that extent, like the idea that a, a, Gordon Gecko is like the the the, the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Watch that movie. That character is a supporting character. That is sure. Bud Fox's movie. It is Bud Fox's arc. Gordon Gecko has no arc in that movie. No, no emotional arc for sure. He some great monologues. Yeah, he has a narrative arc, yep. but he you know he's it, it's it's Alec Baldwin and Malice. Another great performance. Yeah. Um. So. But, but people look at that and they say, wow, that's a great lead performance from yeah. Michael Douglas. It's not. Yeah. It's a great supporting performance.
0: Yeah. I, I don't disagree Michael with Michael Douglas gave a great lead performance in the game. That is a movie. He is very good in that. Uh, it is interesting because it, it does come down to sort of – it's it's funny because you do think that um, there are scene-stealing, scene-chewing performances or, or characters uh, and and – And from time to time, they are built to kind of swallow the movie. And other times, they're built to bolster the movie. Uh, I look at something like Robin Williams in *Goodwill Hunting, for instance, which Mm -hmm. is a clearly sort of like built to be an Oscar-nominated performance. 100%. By a movie star who is there to support Matt Damon's Mm -hmm. character. Um, And I just think that there are some actors that don't want to really do that and, and sort of be sublimate themselves. And, and Michael Douglas in the eighties in that performance is not a, is not a performance that could be sublimated to, uh, to Charlie Sheen. Like, I just, I think that it's, it's, he was, it's ferocious. It's this giant performance.
1: That's my point though. He was
0: like. Narratively. Yes. He had to be, or else the movie doesn't work. Right.
1: yeah So he, he, ultimately you are on this journey with bud fox you're not on the journey with gordon gecko
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and I, I i maintain that's the hardest thing to do is make an audience care about you that i agree with so that and that's what a lead actor good bad or otherwise is trying to do and not to get into the joker thing but that's why it's almost impossible to make a movie about a villain. Um, yeah. You know, it's almost impossible to – a pure villain, not a Walter White type villain. A pure villain. I agree with that. Um, sure. So I do I do find the experiment of Todd Phillips' Joker to be fascinating. Um, but I just don't know if it's doable. Yeah. I mean I, I can think of like one time it's ever worked and like it's Taxi Driver. And like short of that, I don't really know yeah. a movie of this sta- size and stature.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, I, I'm, I, I think that, that in general, um, I mean, this is why, why you're Hannibal Lecter.
2: I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me.
0: It's it's why instinct doesn't work in a weird way because there's a part of me that's like he's built to be – he being Anthony Hopkins' character of Ethan is built to be uh, – or at least we come into the film thinking he's a villain, right? And the whole thing is that he's not and that he's misunderstood and this whole thing is, is about how uh, we don't understand what he went through in the jungle and why he is the way he is. And that's the quote-unquote mystery of the film. Um, but let's be real. It's not really much of a mystery. You know what I mean? Like for all no, intents and purposes, not. you're like – I think I understand why this guy is the way he is because we mistreat animals. You, you it's, did, it's not you did hard. immediately. Yes. So you're just like, okay. Uh so that's half an hour into the movie, you're like, Right. W- what are we doing here? If the if you on some level you almost have to say to yourself, like, why not reveal that up front and then make the real mystery quote unquote be something else that happened to him in his actual life. Like the shitty pitch would be, you know, that something happened to his daughter or something happened in his family and that fucked him up and it sent him to the, to the jungle. And that's like, there just, there wasn't anything. The the lock box that was Ethan's mind is not locked. It is, it's it's just, there's nothing there.
1: So I have a, I have a shitty pitch that I thought Mm -hmm. the, the direction I thought this movie was going to take. Remember when the guy had, um, remember when the guy with the, uh, with the, with the, Football helmet was found bleeding.
0: Yes, or dead. I don't know. Sure, sure. I don't remember what happened with that guy. There's a lot I don't. This movie kind of. I I was trying to pay as much attention. It's drab
1: as shit. It takes place more or less in like (laughs) one shitty location. Occasionally goes to the jungle, but you're mostly in like this terrible looking cell block and this like horrible looking high school gym. Yep. Um. That's accurate. That's like a. You're kind of in a mental facility, but you're kind of in a prison. Yep. Um, I guess it's an institution for like the criminally insane. So it's like a real life Arkham Asylum. I but it's really, part of a prison. It's a prison, and right. but, all, but everyone but there suction. is everyone there is mentally. Oh, uh, are
0: they? I wasn't sure that they were all
1: mentally ill. It, well, it seemed like it. okay. Um, I don't know. I think that was insinu- I think that was the insinuation. Okay. You know the fact that they're all being watched over by the like, psychiatrist every, epi- sure, every episode. Every episode. Sure, sure. Every every time they're in the the gym and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I thought that there was going to be a serial killer in the in the um mm. in the population. That would be cool. A, like, have been interesting. a furtive serial killer. Mm-hmm. And I thought that all the eyes would have gone towards this ape man who can't even talk. Who can't even defend himself. You and made could, a
0: better movie already.
1: Yeah, no. I mean I thought that's where it was going. And I thought Cuba would be the one to be like, I don't think it's the ape man. And then we would have found out <laughs> <laughs> who, <laughs> who within the Jed pop uh-huh. is actually the murderer. Uh-huh. And then that would have been the movie.
0: Yeah. Um, because I mean, it's he, a more interesting movie. You've, you've already, you've already made a better movie.
1: And Anthony Hopkins did wind up there because he killed two guys and he clubbed them to death. Sure, so they already sure, think sure. he's like this savage. We, you know, very quickly learned. And this is so obvious. He just killed people who were trying to poach his gorilla family. Um, And I I mean, I I didn't like. It's not like I made a better movie Mm -hmm. because it's a shitty movie, and you know exactly where it's going. But at least you get it, right? And Uh at least there's some narrative drive. Sure, sure.
0: There, yeah.
1: Like, I don't know who killed him. I mean, it could have been anybody. But I mean, first of all, it just would have been like a fucking story. Story is what I'm getting at.
0: This is this, and
1: it probably would have been the most about this thing, right?
0: Never but but truthfully, yes. like I just I was watching this film thinking this isn't a movie. Like I just was never invested in anything that was going on. I found myself just bored because there was nothing. As I said, it was a patchwork, a shitty patchwork of a bunch of fucking things that just don't never came together into its own thing. So I was just bored. Like what you're what you're pitching is intrigue it would have been fun. which which feels like you know a bearing wall of any script and yet somehow, everything about know.
1: this movie was wrong and then having him escape at the end was wrong like it was a wrong headed thing to do mm-hmm. the other thing that was kind of like crazy to me is this movie is an R right it's rated R is it it is for what right for what <laughs> you have the R you have the R rating you have Anthony Hopkins you yeah. have this kind of like mar- yeah. like built in marketing which is Hannibal Lecter, you know, goes ape, and then you don't use it for anything. There's nothing in this movie. There's no. There, it's mm-hmm. a really, it's a really, truly
0: terrible movie. Uh-huh.
1: Um, you want to talk about Cuba? or you want to keep talking about yeah, Anthony Hopkins?
0: Let's talk about. Let's talk about Anthony Hopkins. So we haven't talked about him on the podcast yet. So okay. I kind of want to just sort of walk through. So he has a time when he's very prestigious. Yeah, right around the right, ninety early nineties. Yeah, in the early nineties, you know, you've got your Howard's End, you coming off of uh, Sense and the Lambs. You have Howard's End, uh, Remains Stoker's Dracula, Chaplin, right. Remains of the Day, Shadowlands, um, Legends of, of the will. Fall, Nixon, will. like all this stuff. Surviving Picasso. Then he kind of. But I will point out, yes.
1: none of these movies are uh, box office smashes. Yeah, they're all they're, they're they're all visually the same, with the exception of Nixon. So they all, they all, sure, they, they're period, they're period, sure. they're generally British, they're yeah. not all British, but they're generally British, mm-hmm. um, they, they kind of, they kind of denote, mm-hmm. um, or connote, uh, yeah, they kind of connote a, uh, a, 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 a prestige Oscar-baity, yes, almost Merchant Ivory thing that, um... That is, I would never would have seen as a 9 or 10-year-old when these movies were coming out. Correct. These are movies I was aware of because sure. they were getting nominated. Mm-hmm. You know, like Everyone Who Hours End and The Ra- Remains of the Day and whatnot. But these are not movies that I was interested in. I knew Anthony Hopkins from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Which I watched as a 9-year-old. So super cool. And... um. You mean your parents were super cool. My parents were super <laughs> <laughs> oblivious. And then my parents took me to see Nixon. We saw a three-hour movie. I went to see that with my parents too. I'm 95% I saw it the same day as I saw The Mighty Ducks. Um, I think I saw a three. Mo- no, I think I saw three movies that day. <laughs> it wasn't my. I saw three movies. I saw Sudden Impact, Grumpy Old Man, and Nixon. That's a that's a quite the triple bill. I love all three of those movies. Is Sudden Impact the one? No, no, it's, it's the one
0: that's in the ice rink. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Well, with the Wait, penguins. That's whatever it was. That's the one I saw. I don't know if it's Sudden Impact, but it, it's. I know what you're saying. It's like, it's the. it's Frozen Impact. It's like overtime or something like that. <laughs> Sudden Death. It's called Sudden, Sudden, death. Sudden death. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, <laughs> so happy you
1: knew what I was talking about. So I saw those three it's movies. It's in an ice rink. <laughs> uh, I will rank them.
0: Um, <laughs> I will rank them. What, sure. It's, three drastically it's dissimilar Nixon, films it's
1: Nixon, Nixon, grumpy grumpy old men and sudden death
0: but they're all <laughs> north of 75 Um I saw I remember I remember seeing grumpy old men in the theater with my dad uh and I remember I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I didn't really get it. Uh, but then I remembered Burgess Meredith's. Uh, Shit at the end? Yeah. As a kid, just being like, I don't get a lot of these, but I know they're sexual. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> it, it was actually, it was grumpy old men that we oh, saw. Really? Which is the worst one. That's, so that's worst sudden one? death
0: above that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but, to your point, what's interesting about what you're talking about, and it's totally true, which is that Anthony Hopkins comes off of Sons of the Lambs, which is a contemporary modern movie, and because he's British and older, he's in a bunch of right. kind of stodgy period pieces yes. for a while. Until people realize, oh wait a second, like this guy's cool. We cool. can put this guy in, into into modern movies, and it's and it's fine. It feels like the Edge is kind of one of those movies that does that for him. Totally, the Edge is his coolest. The Edge is he's his really cool in that coolest movie. movie. Yeah, so he does that, and then he does Amistad, which are both in the same year. Mas Zorro, also a great movie. Micho Black, not a great movie, um, but endlessly fascinating <laughs> endlessly fascinating and and someone should do just a meet joe black podcast where they just break down meet joe black over the course of over the course of, of like year? 13 episodes or something like that i think uh, I, I would listen to that i think um who's the director of this of meet joe black yeah it's uh what's his face um oh my god yeah. it's martin brest so i think we will get a martin brest blank check thing I hope so. I think
1: we will, because um, that is
0: the blank check he has to play. Although that and Geely are, two, that's a double dose of
1: yeah. He is he is a great <laughs> blank check yeah. filmography. I
0: think I think they'll do him because they also love um, Midnight Express. So yeah, and he good. has the Beverly Hills Cops. Is, yeah. He's I mean, he, Martin Brest. He's pretty he, needs easy to be to done.
1: Do. I've never heard of Hot Tomorrow's Going in Style. That's the same title as yeah. Old Old
0: Guys Rob a Bank.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> old guys rob a bank. God, this is his whole filmography.
0: So yeah, so uh. He does that. He does Micho Black. Then he does Instinct and Titus in 99, which is – I'm very excited to do Titus. I'm very excited to see what you think of Titus. Sure. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting episode. Then he gets paid a bazillion dollars to be Mission Commander Swanbeck in (laughs) Mission Impossible 2 where he does one scene and he gets a million dollars. Really? Yeah. How Brando of him. Yeah. Uh, Then he does Hannibal. Um, And this is is the beginning, if you ask me, Mission Impossible 2 is the moment when he's like, oh – yeah. Now we get paid. Yeah. And it, it's, Cash it's them checks. he just cashes checks for the rest of his career. It's Hannibal, it's Hearts of Atlantis, Bad Company, Red Dragon, Human Stain, which I guess Human Stain is Human sort of an alternative. Stain Oscar is play. supposed to be a thing. Yeah. yeah. And then he does Alexander, he does All the King's Men, which I guess is also sort of proof. He tries to kind of get back fractured. Those are two
1: movies that um that were big fucking – those could be Joe Reed movies. Those really this had oscar buzz type stuff.
0: Well, he has a bunch of – I mean, All the King's Men is a huge – that was a big Oscar-buzz movie. That was a, a Steve zaley in script. A, oh, yeah. A cavalcade of Oscar potential a, actors. A
1: literally a remake of an Oscar-winning film. movie
0: and nothing. Just crickets. I think I don't think, think it, it exists. Disa- I think it was just destroyed. So that's – I'm sure Joe Reed will do that on his podcast at some point. Um, that's a good one. It's a very good one. Then he has Beowulf – the Zemeckis um, mocap movie, oh. which is not great. The Wolfman, not great. He kind of comes back with Thor. Thor kind of brings it Odin
1: back- He looks exactly like he did
0: in this movie, actually. Yeah. 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 So he does that. He does Hitchcock, which I never saw, but I'm sure he was a good Hitchcock. Oh, I liked it. Okay. I, he
1: he does. He's uh, There's one other actor it's like movie. this it's who, movie. I mean, you know, it's a weird comp, but like Nicolas Cage is kind of like this. Whereas many weird, stupid shit as stupid
0: shit things he does, yep.
1: he is always available
0: to hit a home run. Yeah, he's, you know I, when he commits to something and is excited. I would I would argue that Nicolas Cage has just not been excited mm-hmm. or or invested in a role. Mandy I hear is amazing. I need to see it, and apparently. A lot of people feel like it should have been the beginning of something and maybe it will be, we'll see, in terms of getting him back to sort of, you know, this planet in terms of trying to get him back into movies that people care about again. But I agree with you. Anthony Hopkins is one of those guys who's never drifted as far off course as yeah. Nicholas Cage has. But he's just a guy who when he shows up, he'll and, and like has some good shit. I mean, like, I didn't like Westworld particularly, but Anthony yeah. Hopkins showed up. And he lent
1: lent gravitas to the project, and he always will. And I mean, I mean, this guy's almost
0: fucking eighty years old. He's, it's crazy to look at. Like he is eighty two years old. He's eighty two years old. He's made one hundred and thirty six movies. He has five movies in post production (laughs) -production right now. A movie that a trailer just dropped today for the two popes, where he plays Pope Benedict. Uh, He's you know, I don't have anything bad to say about Anthony Hopkins. I just wish that this movie deserved him is ultimately what it comes down to.
1: Who's the other pope? The new one?
0: Yeah. The new No, sorry, the two popes. It's another pope movie. It's a Netflix movie.
1: No, I know. I know the, who oh, who's oh, the Jonathan Price? Well, no, which pope was it? Was it John Paul or was it Francis? It was, it's Francis, interestingly enough. Oh, okay. So they actually have a they have a white Brit playing a uh, Argentinian.
0: There you go. Uh, the new Pope trailer uh, is weird. Is he Argentinian? Did you watch the new Pope trailer? No, I'm not into that shit
1: fair someone gave it like didn't seppenwall call it his number one movie, number one show of the year we should have asked him about that
0: yeah he really loved the the what was it called the young pope
1: oh so that's a different that's what you're there's, talking about
0: no there's a sequel Oh, a called the new series pope. another series with jude law like a season yeah, two called yeah, yeah, yeah. the new pope where john malkovich is a pope and i guess jude law is i don't know i the trailer is him in a speedo on the beach
1: Come, I don't know what I'm How watching. has there never been like a hilarious pope movie? Um <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, like King Ralph but, but for popes. <laughs> I you guess feel, like a limited audience. I guess that was kind of Da Vinci Code a little bit. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> <The> hilarious. <laughs> Everyone lays off the Pope. Oh.
0: Like the, the Divinity they could, Code is such a missed opportunity. It's such a bummer. That that uh, that series movies are hard. I guess, but like, talk about a franchise that was teed up. Yeah, that it did make a lot of money. Uh, the first one did. Yeah, but like, and I love Tom Hanks, I and I love Ron
1: Howard. I can't. Believe but like, those Tom guys should Hanks not have made that movie. Play, I just can't believe Tom Hanks did that.
0: I. What's he I, doing? Mean, I, I can because at that time, I think that. He was a little it? bit in a in a little bit of a lull know. and he was like, I need a franchise. And Ron's like, I got it. God, he's I don't know.
1: I can't believe he's played Walt Disney
0: and Mr. Rogers. Yeah, you can. <laughs> of course I can, of course I <laughs> can. All right. So, so, yeah. So, I, I want to just also say that I think that this movie actually does have kind of the best of intentions. It's just so scattershot and has, as Ebert sort of outlined in his review, it's trying to say too many things that it never says anything particularly well. So, it, in a weird way, it's got like too little of, of plot and too much of theme.
1: I know Ebert. Which is rare. <laughs> yeah, Ebert's review kind of insinuated that there was too much plot. Yeah. That there not. was an attempt to like plotify and unplot it. There's no plot. There's no plot. There is like some
0: action, I guess. There's I some kind of fighting. Hang. There's – Oh my god. The first, so, okay. The first – at the beginning of the movie when he escapes uh, custody at the airport real quick and – do you remember this? Sure. And there's like – there's some gr- gorilla noises that are kind of put – I really hate this movie. <laughs> so at the beginning of the movie, they take Anthony Hopkins – first of all, they find him. That that in, in and of itself is sort of a surprise because it seems as though he's been hiding for a really long time. But either way, they find him in, in, in the jungle. They put him in the back of a van with a bunch of just gnarling, crazy Dobermans. And then uh, when they get to their destination, uh, he's calmed these Dobermans. <laughs> So this is where we start (laughs) this is like this is so oh fuck uh then they let him out of the van with his new docile you know canine friends and they hand him some sort of a file it, and it goes all like, uh, it, it inverts. Do you know how when, like, um, the, the, when they change the, when, do you know what I'm talking about? When it becomes a negative? For, photo yeah, negative. Photo yeah, negative for a second. Yeah. As they hand them a file and you're like, ooh, what's the file? we never find out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just kind of, they kind of highlight it for a second and they're like, yeah. pay attention. Nah. Uh, they get him at the airport. It's almost as if it was an accident. <laughs> it's it's yeah. almost as though they were making a different movie. Yeah, it was beginning. a bit of a glitch. Uh, they get to the airport, and he, he's able to fight his way out of custody of these guards. And by doing so, they underlay some gorilla noises underneath him. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Is it, am I going to get gorilla Hopkins for this whole movie? Nope. It's the only time they do gorilla noises. They also, like, dogpile him to, like <laughs> – at, at the end, it's like it's like there's
1: a fumble under there somewhere. It's yes. like five, like five it's so guards on top of him. He's,
0: so he gets away. He, get, he throws a guy through a fucking plane, yeah. glass, a pane glass window. Yeah. He gets away. He's running through the airport. He locks eyes with his daughter, well, and that's what stops like, him. He also like
1: has a big fight with a female guard, where yeah. she actually gets some like really good it's blows a- on him <laughs> with a with a
0: baton. Yeah, that's she, just <laughs> he should be unconscious. Yeah, she like knocks the shit out. That's of him. That's the other thing too, where like you kind of get this superhuman kind of vibe, which is whatever. I hated that. Yes, but so he this, is a, eyes this with his is daughter. this is an old
1: professor. Yeah, I get. Let me tell you. I get that he spent two years living with gorillas.
0: Do you? Well, I get, I get I mean, it. I I get it. Uh, I, I
1: have – and this is going to sound like a humble brag, but mm-hmm. it's the opposite. Okay. I have spent 10 years training with a trainer yeah, and we box. yeah. And if I was in a fight, I would get my ass killed yeah. and with anybody. Yeah. Like I don't – like it, I don't care if you've been living with gorillas. <laughs> they didn't teach him how to fight. Fight. Yeah, it's he not would, Mickey from Rocky. He's still sixty-two <laughs> years old. Still human. He's still human. What did he even do? Yeah, he didn't fight anybody in the jungle. He hugged. Like, yeah, he, he hugged some puppets and he
0: ate some shit.
1: He ate some bananas. I know krillas too. <laughs> I laughed
0: out loud. <laughs> I laughed out loud when he stops in his tracks. He sees his daughter, played by Maura Tierney, through the window. She's outside. Yeah. And then from out of frame, like, five guards just tackle him. It's not meant to be funny, but it looks Yeah, absurd. it's pretty funny. Um, She doesn't age. No. I love Maura Tierney. God, she looks the exact same. She's Isn't that crazy? She's the best. Yeah. Um, The other thing that I noticed early on in this movie is that Danny Elfman is working real hard.
1: Well, there's the other thing. When you see the, the your music bar or score bar or whatever yeah. it was uh, – Danny Elfman, they really were taking this seriously. They were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They really thought they had something.
1: And they definitely marketed it with Oscar winner
0: Anthony Hopkins, Oscar winner Cuba
1: Gooding Jr.
0: I mean, this is also, I I think that this movie actually is a really interesting inflection point too. We talk about 99 being an inflection point in a lot of ways. But this movie is a movie that five years earlier probably would have been a bigger hit. Uh But there's a part of me that feels like, The the industry was changing. The audiences were getting smarter. And this, what should have been a kind of, you know, layup wasn't. And I would, I would, yeah, I would argue whether or not this movie is sort of an example of the studio system kind of smarting up a little bit.
1: Yeah, I said, uh, you know, the first thing I wrote was as much fun as it is to look at the exciting groundbreaking movies of 1999, it's also interesting to look at these outdated 90s ideas of a prestige movie. You know, and then you know, we've done a bunch recently: Angela's Ashes *And Still Falling on Cedars*, yep. and *The Cider House*. Obviously, *Broke Down*. I think is a pretty good example of that. *Broke Down* Palace. Yep. Um, these I these things that probably were in development. This movie was in development for six, seven yeah. years, something like that. These things that probably were in development for a, a long stretch of the '90s. Yeah. Um, and actually feel more like relics of the '80s. You know, yes. they feel a little bit more
0: eighties-ish than nineties-ish to me. Um, because well, this movie's not it's not fish, it's not fish nor foul. Like it, it it doesn't exist. It because of, I say this in the sense that th- they think there's action, but there isn't really action in this movie. So it's being promoted like it's a summer thriller, movie, right? Yeah, summer thriller is kind of like an action thing, but it's not. So putting it in June also does it a huge disservice. If this movie was released in October, I bet it makes a third more money than it did. I just, I, I mean, it's not a good movie, but it's just like you can't put this up against the second or third weekend of of Phantom Menace and Notting Hill. I mean, you're you're just gonna get absolutely as they did. They got fucking blown out of the water. Yeah, this movie should have been months away from fucking Star Wars. But who'd want to see this movie? Well, I don't know. I just I'm because not- it, in the end of the day, it
1: these guys don't actually these guys don't actually open movies, and they really never have. You know, like they're they they are big
0: names, yeah, but and they're yeah. stars, but they're not they're not draws, right? It's kind of why I think Sean Connery might have been the smarter choice, and understandable why they went to him first. It might
1: have been it might have been more, more of a movie fun. star. He is more of a movie star for sure.
0: Um, he well, might have been. I mean, I, I here's the thing. Yes, he would have been more fun. He would have inherently been campier just based on it being Sean Connery. I think that there would have been something I mean, he basically would have been the same character from Medicine Man. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Except, yeah. Yes. Except, yes. you know, he just stayed there longer and, you know, whatever. Um I, I could have I could have seen that. It actually kind of would have felt like how he felt at the beginning of The Rock.
1: That's what I said. I said this earlier. Oh, in this, just, just in sorry, the same I'm so podcast. sorry. Yeah. yeah, just you know, rewind back to like twelve yeah, minutes. My apologies. In. <laughs> but I think that, that would have I think that
0: would have been more fun. I think Anthony Hopkins actually, if anything, might t- is taking the role maybe too seriously.
1: Um yeah. Well he- he almost has to. He didn't. He took everything seriously until Odin. I think.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, well, I would say until Mission Impossible too. He's very winky in that movie.
1: I want to talk about Cuba. Okay. Uh, the man, not the country.
0: Um, one so question for you about Cuba as well. I'm curious. Joe. The man, not the country.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, <laughs>
0: the man, not the country.
1: So, um In our episode about Joe Factor? the best man. Okay. Um, sure. Aaron Thomas yes. made the point mm-hmm. that there was no black dramatic lead in the eighties. Yep. And I would submit that Cuba Gooding jr. Would have been that man had he been born 10 years earlier. Now I'm not saying let like, putting us yeah. as, putting aside the, the very real possibility that Hollywood just wasn't going to fill that slot in the eighties. He is too sincere yes to succeed in his leading man persona
2: mm-hmm.
1: after 1993 um and he mm-hmm. didn't
0: you know he's you're saying post Jerry mcguire
1: no like that's a that's a supporting role and that's something he can do that they never really let him do again <laughs> if you look at cuba's yeah. cuba's career he's a very very weird career in my opinion he does right because boys in the hood he is you know his leading man persona Mm
2: -hmm. boys
1: in the hood for all of Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, kind of groundbreaking nature is an Mm -hmm. achingly sincere movie. Mm -hmm. Right. an achingly sincere movie. And he's actually like the perfect guy to play that role. Mm -hmm. Um, He was in gladiator, a movie that no one remembers that I happen to think is really great. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't do much in uh, a few good men, but then judgment night, he's basically like the black friend of a bunch of white guys. Um, You know, I don't remember what he was say but he's basically playing the in yeah. outbreak. He's playing, you know, another version of this kind of like this, you know, upscale, yeah. <clears throat> um, character. And then Jerry Maguire, he does something that I don't think anyone knew he had. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then.
0: I go- mean, he's also, yeah, he's, it's Jerry Maguire just is, is the greatest and worst thing to happen to Cuba Gooding Jr. Do you know what I mean? Like it is, it's, it is a tremendous performance and a tremendous movie that we all love and he's let off the chain to really kind of, it seems anyway, yeah. that, that Cameron Crowe kind of let him really blossom. My question to you is this.
1: He do, never gets to do it again. Do you
0: think? And this is, I think, maybe the, the biggest question about Cuba Gooding Jr.'s career. He's not funny enough. Like, I like Cuba Gooding Jr. I think he's very charming to watch. you ever never seen Rat Race? Rat, the, the, the it's a Mad, 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 yeah. World remake. No.
1: He's really funny
0: in that. I don't, okay. I don't mean to suggest he's not funny. I'm saying he's not like – it almost felt like he started to want to have the Eddie Murphy career in some weird way and that's – he's not that guy. Like I wish that he just – the the dramatic performances that he was choosing were really maudlin, middle-of-the-road movies. Yeah. And the comedies were super, super broad and he's better than both of those things. And and that's why Jeremy Maguire it's is the perfect sin. synergy of those things. I I also asked this question. I I wrote it down in my my notes, which is I can't decide if Hollywood did wrong by Cuba Gooding Jr. or if he took the money to be the top of the call sheet one too many times. Like, and I don't know what the answer is on that. Like, I don't know if it's just both like, those like,
1: things can be true, and I think sure. they are. Okay, I think that the second part is definitely true. Right, sure. he's he's in boat trip, he's in snow dog, yeah. he's in these bad, odd, chill factor he's in these bad (laughs) movies right instinct for for instance instinct or i i mean i happen to think man of honor is a good movie yeah
0: i've heard it's good i haven't seen
1: it um but you know he he, he, that's the one that kind of connected a little bit for me and kind of radio so yes he took the yeah exactly (laughs) that being said nobody gave him the chance to play alpha again and he's so good at it. Yeah. He's not this essentially this beta in alpha clothes, which is what he keeps playing, playing. when you put him in a suit yep. and have him play a psychiatrist. Yep. He's rod fucking tidwell. Yep. And it's so weird that that you know Will Smith gets to play these big swinging di- not it's not weird that Will Smith gets to play these big swinging dicks. Like that yep. makes perfect sense. Yeah. But it's so weird that like that's a character that Hollywood loves. Yep. You know, Eddie Murphy did it for years, and Will Smith did it for yeah. years, and Cuba really. I'm not. I, 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 it's just obvious to me that like he could have he could have been more alpha.
0: Well, it feels like the right filmmakers when he's used by the right filmmakers. When he's used by James L. Brooks or or Cameron Crowe, he's used
1: so sparingly in that movie. No, I, but, but
0: but but still, like. Those two guys get the gears that he has. Yeah. So they give him roles that show that, I mean, he's barely in as good as it gets, but he has alpha moments. Even if he is. Oh, he's an alpha character. He's totally an alpha yes. character in that. And he's he the only one who pushes
1: like, around Jack Nicholson.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's like. He's good. People need, they just used him poorly. God. Like Hollywood just misused his talents. And then he did himself a disservice by kind of allowing it to happen. And taking a bunch of big paychecks to be the lead in movies. Right.
1: So I think we're, we're getting something.
0: The scenes with Jack Nicholson.
1: In the The scene, yeah. scenes with Tom Cruise. Sure. He blows them off the screen. Yes. As it's written. Yes. Right? Yeah. Nothing against those. As it's written. Yeah. When he is going toe-to-toe with Anthony Hopkins in this mm-hmm. movie, he couldn't look smaller. Yep. And that is a function of poor casting – Yep. poor direction yep but he has it in him mm-hmm. if written mm-hmm. to wa- to step into these roles and blow anybody off Holy the screen f- i agree and they
0: fucking missed him well i'll say this it too. kills me that they mi- that, I think that he's, we missed i think him. he comes back i think he's a guy who i think that oj certainly helped he just
1: had a me too situation
0: he did yeah oh i didn't know that i take it back no, I mean <laughs> let's pretend let's pretend he did. I don't I don't I didn't know that. <clears throat> um he I really that was news to me. But uh I, I think that that he is he had a moment, he did Empire, he he did uh, you know, obviously OJ. Um and you know, I don't know. I, I mean I, I think that he's just he's a cautionary tale in a lot of ways that people look at and go like how did how did we go from like how did he go from that Oscar speech to, you know, the career he had, but, and part of it's bad representation too. I'm sure that, you know, I don't, it seemed like UTA didn't do so great by him for a little while there. And, you know,
1: I, I wonder if just me and you right now could think of a role that he should have played.
0: I, I don't even, I don't even know off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that there's sort of it's tough. That's a hard question. I don't know anything off the top of my head. Do you have one?
1: Well, we happened to be talking about it earlier. Okay. Um I think you could have played Denzel Washington's role in training day. Sure. And I think it would have been cool. And I think that's the kind of
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that.
1: I think I think if he you know, I I think it would have been a little different, obviously. Like Denzel is just basically like all all tough in that movie. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, but I think if he started, you know, as the smiling mentor, sure. and then you learn that he was actually like as bad as the criminals, I think it might be sure. kind of cool. So,
0: I mean, I think that I think the, the the thing you're kind of tapping into is I think that the kind of the the uh, the what's the, the sort of the right way of putting this? There's there's a darkness inside him that people don't tap into. There's right. sort of this this there's an edge to him, and 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 I think that. That would have been interesting for someone to tap into. I think that OJ did it. He did a good
1: job in OJ. You
0: know what I mean? Of being like, this guy's capable of yeah. this. Uh, and yeah. So it, it's a shame that it took that long for people to sort of sense that.
1: OJ was a to tough role in and it of itself. OJ was a really tough role. <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: I it, I kind of can't overstate how hard it is to play OJ Simpson. Because I I think – He got that. Whether OJ believes it or not, OJ is constant. Is always trying to present in some way like he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Even in moments alone, I think OJ is trying to present like he didn't do it. Then you take into account the fact that when that happened, I guess that was the early '90s, like '92 or something, '93. I think '93. Mm -hmm. A big percentage of the population of this country didn't think he did it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and there are people today who don't think he did it.
0: Yeah, so that, but I think that that's 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 a complicated thing, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure that it's as it's it's binary. I don't think it's a black and white thing. Forgive the expression. I,
1: I just I think Ryan Murphy. I think they kind of took great pains to 100%. not say
0: definitively mm-hmm. this guy did it. Well, I can't sort of overstate it enough how much I was convinced that the People versus O.J. Simpson was going to be a disaster of a television show. That goes on the list I was giving you last night. Okay,
1: that the, the but, list of things that were pre that were pre despised and turned out to
0: be brilliant. Sure, I don't know that it was pre despised by me. I was just convinced that it was despised by everybody. Everyone I, I thought just, this was a terrible idea. I thought it was. A, I, I agree. Yes, I'm saying that for me, it looked laughable. Not this looks like I hate this. It was more just like I remember that first press still of Sarah Paulson in the wig and I was just like, what is this? This this looks like a bad Lifetime movie. And then ultimately, obviously, it turned out to be brilliant and birthed a whole new sort of branch off of the the Ryan Murphy tree of oh, what and he's able to sort of what he's able to do within his empire. It kind of birthed
1: the whole whole thing, a whole you know kind of genre of limited series. 100%. Like, Escape from Danamora doesn't
0: exist if not for this. There's, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of th- I mean, True Detective probably doesn't exist to a certain yeah. Degree. I
1: mean, stuff like this. But,
0: yeah, the the, truth, the, the truth,
1: ripped yeah. from the headlines thing 100%. was was strictly the domain of lifetime
0: because no one thought it could be done well everyone thought that it had to be a lifetime movie like no one thought there was a way of doing real justice to it
1: which is why I put social network on that sure, list sure. I think everyone thought social network was sure. going to be a total disaster and I think it's one of the best movies ever made but so. it,
0: it's it, it does it's interesting how um how weaponized Cuba was in that role and in that show and it is it's To look at his list of credits, which are not – like they're not nothing movies. Like these are big movies. These are big studio movies with big budgets. He just started having smaller and smaller roles in them. But it's it's interesting. It is an interesting career to look at. And this is – is this sort of – forgive me. I don't have his filmography up in front of me. But it feels like this is the beginning of sort of – it all kind of starts to get away from him, um, and I'm just sort of looking here. It it feels like so. Chill Factor and Instinct are obviously in '99. Uh, he's a wedding guest. He's an uncredited wedding guest in The Kid, uh, for what that's worth. Men of Honor, Pearl Harbor, Rat Race, Snowdog. Yeah, I mean, I
1: it, whatever happened 2002 was just the
0: yeah. Snowdog's boat trip back to back. Fighting Temptations, Radio, and then it's it's over.
1: Yeah, that that's that's the disaster. Shadow, oh, Shadowboxer is that Shadow Weird Lee Daniel, yeah, da- Daniel. Daniels movie with Helen Mirren? Um, yeah. A bunch of shit I've never heard of. I forgot Daddy he was Day in Camp. American Horror
0: Story. I guess two seasons ago
1: he was in American Gangster at a very small role. So yeah. by night, so by oh seven, he's basically yeah, like I either you know third or fourth guy in movie, in you know bad weird sequels like Daddy Day Camp. Or I would know, I would tenth on the call list in American
0: Gangster. I would argue that ninety 99- nine. Of the instinct chill factor thing, he's riding high. He thinks, you know, this gravy train is going forever. Because if you, you got to imagine he's, uh, you know, he does uh, as good as it gets, he does what dreams may come, uh, instinct chill factor, men of honor, Pearl Harbor. Like these are all big things.
1: Instinct is his first instinct and chill factor, I guess, but instinct is his first leading role after Jerry Maguire.
0: Just is crazy. So
1: that's his I'm going to take a step up
0: movie. Right. And then he does Show Factor right after it. Which is bizarre. Which, Well, because again, to your point, it's the lead role. And he's thinking, oh, great. I'm going to be in two-handers or I'm going to be top of the call sheet or yeah. at least you know up there. And then Rat Race, which you like, is a big ensemble. Rat Race is just fun.
1: Yeah. Right? Like Rat Race, there like, are a bunch of people – at or around his level in Rat Race, and you just take you just do that because it's four days of work and it's a goofy little fun thing to mm-hmm. do. And you know, Men of Honors with De Niro and Pearl Harbor is another thing where you just do it, you
0: know. Well, it's like Fighting Temptations is with is that with Beyonce? Yeah, do but I, she was like barely no, Beyonce, but it's then he does uh then he does radio, which uh he does with Ed Harris, and again, an obvious Oscar play.
1: Radio is. One want- of the one of the most embarrassing performances. One of the most embarrassing career
0: moves in the history. This of it. was this was Radio was the was the movie that's, that uh they make fun of in Tropic Thunder, correct?
1: Radio is it's it's almost hard to talk about
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> like it is, no, like it it's like yes, yeah,
1: yes. Radio is the movie that
0: Ben Stiller it clearly is talking about. Wow. The simple when, Jack thing is Radio. Yes, and then I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't uh, Robert Downey Jr. talk about That whole dynamic, right? That idea of like you can't play a mentally challenged person. Yeah, you can't
1: go the full R. I'm not even going to say it anymore. But that's the thing. Like at this point, like that was a funny joke eight years ago or whenever whenever Tropic Thunder was made. But now like you just can't – I don't even know how you – I don't even know how you make a movie like this anymore. Obviously, you try to use a mentally handicapped actor –
0: well, you just I don't, I don't know that you would make a movie like this now, but I, I but well but like the speechless is, exists right
1: so like speechless exists or sure, existed, sure, sure, sure sure and like sure. if you want to tell a story about You're someone right. with it with a
0: disability of with some a
1: sort. disability of some sort you yeah. find an actor who shares that disability
0: so you can and actually play that. really break it down and really do it properly which yeah, is fair or,
1: you know or you know just or, or just the idea of like there are actors with disabilities and when you write a role that they can play that they can actually inhabit it's only. Decent, yes. To to narrow the pool down to those actors,
0: it feels to me like the sort of snow dogs into boat trip into radio is just. There's no way to pull out of that. The, he, he barely came back. <laughs> like, like it's. I don't mean to laugh, but at a certain point, you can't pull out of that turn. And I think that it's just it's just unfortunate because it's it's really. It's so crazy to think that we're really talking four years. I would love to see
1: like 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 a biopic on Cuba Gooding Jr.'s early two thousands. Because like there's like you know that like, I don't know if I've referenced this joke on um, on the podcast before, but Jim Gaffigan's joke about having four kids, which I have, I don't care. Um, and the joke is essentially. Um, he tries to describe to somebody what it's like to have four kids mm-hmm. so basically imagine you're drowning mm-hmm. and somebody throws you a baby <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> That's it's a great joke so I, <laughs> I feel like Cuba was drowning, and someone <laughs> threw him a radio <laughs> you know they, it's like like. It's, like I just feel like they're that's like, so perfect. I, I and it's feel, so true. I feel like there's a box there's a yeah. box at UTA that's like only open in case of emergency. <laughs> and it's this script, it's this like weird, like glowing script and it's radio. Yeah. And like this is our this is our, our like like we will bring someone back with this role. Yeah. And it's been there since like nineteen seventy four. Right? They've never had yeah. to break the glass on this. Yes, yeah,
0: like the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. But like, yes,
1: yeah. but after Snow Dogs Boat Trip, after Chill, after Instinct Chill Factor, uh, Snow Dogs Boat Trip, Fighting Temptations, and Rat Race, they're like, and we cucumber. really, we really thought Cuba was gonna make it. We've made six bad decisions in a row. Break the case. So they broke the case, and out comes radio. And Cuba, and, and everyone is just like, this is it? This is his rain man. Yeah. This is like the next rain man. So yeah. they gave him the rain man and the poor guy did it and his career was over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the end of it. Yep. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. it. It's over.
1: I think I might write that movie. You should.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's an unfortunate reality that <clears throat> that instinct sort of was the beginning of a lot of this for him. Yeah, I
1: have oh, okay. I have too much I have too much like affinity for Rod Tidwell to ever do that. But
0: Rod Tidwell's I nice. like that. Jerry Maguire a perfect movie. Um, so yeah, I I, re- I found this amazing piece of trivia that the assistant production office coordinator Missy Lance was so disturbed by the onset intensity of this movie that she asked to be removed from the production. Wow, there's probably a lot of testosterone. I yeah, I, don't, I can't even imagine. Um, yeah, I mean honestly, there isn't sort of. I mean, we, there's not, there's no fucking plot. It, it, there's nothing to talk about. But uh, the playing card nonsense, I didn't really get. I didn't really understand it. I didn't really understand what was sort of.
1: All right. So the playing card explain, nonsense. Yeah, can
0: you explain it to me? Because I didn't really get it.
1: Um, every, pr- every prisoner at this prison is supposed to get 30 minutes of outdoor time. Okay. I can't really explain why that was too hard for them. But apparently it was too hard for them. Literally, okay. for outdoor time, what they do is they lock him in a cell that has yep. a door to the outside. Yes. And they're allowed to sit outside. Um and, oh, right in this like weird little It's like a 10 by 10 space, yeah, patch so of grass, grass. And
0: you get to see the sky.
1: You get to see the sky. Yeah. Um, and every prisoner is supposed to be able to do it, but they're not able to. Again, literally no reason why you can't just go on fucking half-hour shifts. I don't get it. You don't even need to be supervised. Yeah. They can't do it. So every day they pass out playing cards to all of these prisoners. I suppose there are exactly 52 prisoners. And
0: or at least they only use one ace.
1: And you ever, yeah. There's another way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> there are other ways to, to accomplish this, but uh, but I'm gonna go with full pack, 52 prisoners.
0: You're also a guy um, who bullies people into stealing the ace, right? So that's apparently part of their
1: their calculus in this. So <laughs> they give everybody a playing card. They put them into this high school gym with you know fucking you know bleachers. Yeah. Um, that they sit on, I guess. and watch watching yeah. baseball. Um, okay. it's insane. Okay. And, uh, this one big tough guy goes around looking for the ace because whoever has the ace is allowed to go outside that day.
0: Sure.
1: So he bullies everyone. He just bullies everyone. Do you have the ace? Do you have the ace? Do you have the ace? Whoever has the ace, he beats the shit out of him and takes the ace. The he guards are like, who are the ace? And he just gets to go sit on a patch of grass. He like, he, when he, he <laughs> celebrates with a maniacal laugh, he's basically Michael Clark Duncan when he's, um, Ugh. when he's Kingpin, yeah, right. He's basically Kingpin looking for this Ace of Diamonds. He gets the Ace of Diamonds. He celebrates with a maniacal laugh, and that's the end of it. Then George Zunda, who is the um, the psychiatrist there, explains to Cuba Gooding Jr. that like it keeps them occupied, it keeps their aggressions towards each other, it keeps mm-hmm. the guards safe. They don't have the resources yeah. to send them outside, and that's the whole fucking thing. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is like really big, like you know union moment is really big normal ray moment was deciding instead of the ace yeah. they're going to pick a name out of the hat every day and then when someone gets picked he goes and then he is not in the hat the next i don't know 52 days 51 days and the first day they obviously pick the guy pees himself which means i have to look at this guy with a pee stain on his fucking pants which i can't handle like that's yeah, a guy i can't handle, I can't handle some guy <laughs> I just can't I can't handle looking at some guy with a giant fucking pee stand on his pants every day. Um I can't That's it's why too the scene embarrassing. In, uh a star is
0: born really hit you, right? I
1: hated it. Yeah. I hated it. I'm like anything else would have been better than pee. Well, it's, it's the it's it's a it's a terrible scene. I think they I like to believe they did it specifically because like people like me, like it's the it, it it's too far. It's like it's just too far. You got up there and pissed like it's Yeah, what's definitely a line crossed. Do you know how badly that – Undercut's the movie for me. The pee? Yes. Like, it's... It kills the movie. (laughs) I I don't believe that she could sing a song about him at the end. Because he peed himself? Not just anywhere. During her Best New Artist uh, award speech. It's like, it's so So awful. So you agree with the
0: manager that says you're an embarrassment and ruined her career and and there's no turning back. And you should kill yourself.
1: (laughs) Kind of. No, I love that movie, but like, like, I there's, know, this, there's this part of me that like has to like work to overcome the what pee.
0: he, what he did to her. So if he had just like got up on the stage and like passed out or whatever.
1: Which he does in every version of A Star is Born. He never pees himself. He always just humiliates her in her big moment, right? There's four fucking versions of this movie and he never fucking pees himself. So if he just He's got really up there and well, it, this is the kind of shit that matters. <laughs> if he, if he had just fallen or fallen sure. off the stage or like ripped her dress or like grabbed the award and said, I'm the one who deserves this or anything else, mm-hmm. he what could have he been redeemed. Not nah, too slapsticky, but like, um, yeah, I mean, anything is, it's- if he
0: shit himself, if, if he just drop trout shit himself no i mean like I mean, there's something about her like covering him with the dress it's, it's, it's awful it's, but, it's, it's, but it's but it it does what it's supposed to do right yeah it gets him to kill himself which is you know well yeah uh either way
1: there's this moment <laughs> in this i don't know if you guys knew that uh the stars born. he kills himself
0: <laughs> spoiler uh then all the patients tear up the playing cards which is so fucking lame and it infuriates
1: me. you can't you can't
0: replace a card
1: <laughs> can't rip a playing card. Ernie, can you have Kenny, a playing card? Kenny's no, you, can. it is that you can't, <laughs> you can't really rip it.
0: And everyone knows you can't rip a playing card.
1: It's like you can't rip a playing card.
0: <laughs> it's like the whole thing. I mean, it's a shitty moment for a myriad of reasons, but I love that that's what – Well, would Anthony
1: Hopkins rip the playing card because he's the first one to do it, obviously? He's a gorilla
0: man. He has gorilla strength.
1: That's what I thought. I'm like maybe the gorilla man <laughs> gorilla strength can do it. Maybe because he's a gorilla man with gorilla strength, he can do it. But then what – all these, like you know, weaklings are doing it. Like the guy to he himself could do it. <laughs> I like that. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> you guys have never, you guys have never played cards before. I guess. <laughs> You've Never felt. A, oh my God, it's this like
0: movie sucks.
1: I like. It's just one of those. It's one of those things where, like, all right. So if I'm bringing this up in like some kind of like note session, like the writer would be like. The fuck cares? It's a movie. Fair point. Of, of course you, the fuck, you, you think Definitely anyone gives got a shit? Playing cards, wait, wait, yeah. like every, like they'd be like, they would be the kind of note. Yes, it would yeah, so be the kind of note they'd be like bitching to their friends about like, yeah. I got the worst. So I got this scene where they all rip up the playing cards yeah. and the exec is like, you can't rip up playing cards. How the fuck do you know every set of playing cards that's, e-? <laughs> no, dude, this is the shit that matters. It's the shit that takes you out of the movie. Yeah. like this shit matters. He,
0: I mean, this is here's this movie is so packed with attempts at catharsis and attempts at sort of transcendence that I'm sure the writer was just like Tear playing card like this is beautiful the music's gonna crescendo. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be this beautiful moment. And then you come in and say you can't tear a playing card. He's like, fuck you, you can't rob me of my transcendent I, moment. Of course. And I, I agree with everything you're saying. And also this move this moment sucks in the movie anyway. Like it's so maudlin so it's, unnecessary. Of
1: course. Like in the end of the day, like if I was really the exact answer, I'd be like, Wait, wait, you do you realize the hill you're dying on? Yeah. Like this sucks anyway. Yeah. And this is my nice way of telling you, like, yeah. rethink this garbage. Yeah. Which sometimes that is what like these like you yes. know logical these notes are. It's like like look, I don't want to tell you like your whole fucking thing sucks, but like you know this is an easy obvious thing I can point to that you can have to that you can rethink and maybe come up with something that doesn't suck. I agree, but like this particular thing, that's
0: the, they would have to rethink this entire movie.
1: They would have to rethink this entire movie.
0: That's I mean this is this is one of those things where um, I, I I remember watching it about twenty minutes in, and I was like, this movie doesn't get made without these movie stars. Because, like, this script is not a script that anyone is dying to make, I assume, right? And then the second that they're able to get Anthony Hopkins and and Cuba Gooding Jr. both sort of cresting. Yeah, for sure. You're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this movie now. Um, There are two people who,
1: at that moment,
0: you are kind of intrigued
1: to see together in a movie. Like, I I remember that. I remember thinking, yeah, that's a guy I like.
0: That's a guy I like. So, like, let's see what they got. Well, it's, it's similar later in, in Hopkins' career. You've got Fracture where him and Ryan Gosling are put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryan Gosling at that moment was also, you know, a, becoming a In big the beginning, deal. yeah. And, you know, it's – it's I I understand why the dynamic – like I understand the poster. I understand the trailer for, for sure, this movie. For sure, But you have to do more than that because the movie itself just cannot sustain itself. Um you know, and then it's so eventually we it's revealed that over the course of Powell's stay with the gorillas, they accepted him as part of their group and he attempted to protect his great ape family when the poachers arrived and started shooting them. I mean, it is it's a horrific scene when these poachers start killing these gorillas. It really is a terrible scene. The whole thing is really rough. It's really rough to watch. It's sad. Stan Winston's effects, by the way, he did the, the gorilla effects, and they're really impressive. And again, like a lot of the people involved in this are at the top like, of like I mean
1: of- – Of course they are, right? It's like, you know, it's – it's there are – sometimes there are like really, really terrible movies um, that have like the best people doing the makeup because it, re- it needs incredible makeup effects. Totally. So like a Norbit gets nominated for best makeup because like you need to make Eddie Murphy look like, you know, like six different insane characters. Yep. That's of course you're going to get the top guys to do yeah. this stuff. You yeah. know, like how how many you know animatronic apes do you have walking around? Um, not enough. Not, well, maybe too many.
0: Um, I mean, it, but it, it's also just a testament to the fact that, like, you know, you and I were texting about like where did all the money go? The money goes on special effects to a certain degree. Money goes to some of those exterior locations to some degree. And then I'm assuming that, that Anthony Hopkins and Jimmy Jr. were getting paid. So it's just, it's, 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 that's, but my point more than anything is you have to buy the apes in this. If this movie has any chance of working, any chance of working, you've got to believe that these are real apes and you've got to feel it. And in that regard, it was successful. I think that that. Except that, for the baby ape. You like the baby?
1: Ape? which it just looked like it looked like a it looked like a Furby.
0: Yeah, at one point Kenny texted me, You haven't seen the baby yet.
1: Um You <laughs> looked like a little Furby. I mean it was adorable. Yeah. Uh, and just like, you know, like I'd be remiss to say, remiss not to point out. Like the politics of yeah. white professor going to live with going to study the apes, living the apes, understanding the apes more than I get that like they purposely they, I was thinking about this last night. They purposely put him in the worst African country with the worst African people. Mm-hmm. Like he's in Rwanda, right? In the middle of the fucking civil war. So like they purposely put the, they purposely made it that he is killing the worst possible people. Mm-hmm. But like, come on. He would have killed anybody who's poaching the, the gorillas. That's the point. Or anybody who was near them, who was even threatening them. That's the point. So it's like, it's a, it's, it's just icky in that respect too.
0: It's, it's, it doesn't. I mean, again, we, we've sort of said this a bunch, but it doesn't handle anything particularly well. Um, and these are pretty heavy issues: mental illness and and animal rights are big issues. Mm-hmm. And this movie's not really interested in doing a deep dive into either of those things. And in fact, it just kind of skirts around it. It kind of dances around it, no. and 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 wants a pat on the back for even bringing up these issues. It's basically
1: saying, you know, guys, we could do better.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know that. <laughs> Uh, you also have just really, you know, cloying lines like at the end, Theo's crying to rough to and says, You taught me how to live. I don't, I don't know, man. Uh, there's so many problems with that character. So, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, that's the other thing. It's, it's so true. Theo's character. I don't know shit about him.
1: They, they tried to have it both ways. So basically, Ugh. I don't know if we do these well or not because <laughs> we didn't, yeah, you know, well, we do this well because like we do what we want to do, mm-hmm. but like, you kind of should have, you kind of have to watch the movie to understand what we're talking about, though. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> so, all right. So basically the idea with, with Theo, who is, um, who is Cuba. Yes. Is he is like a really brilliant, uh, psychology, psychiatry mm-hmm. resident who's just kind of okay. on the cusp of, of, I don't know graduating or whatever it is and he's given this really hard case now it's it's insinuated that he's doing this that he wants the anthony hopkins case because he wants to write a book about
0: it right 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 right. but he's
1: also presented as someone who has altruistic goals Mm -hmm. right a very idealistic person who genuinely wants to help the people he's 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 working with okay those two things are at odds maybe not in the real world in the real world, of course, like a psychiatrist can genuinely want to help his patients and also want to write books about it. Yeah. Um In a movie,
0: mm-hmm.
1: these things connote certain ideas about the character. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to pick a lane here. And I think the more interesting lane by far is the I want to write a book about it and then I become someone who actually winds up caring about this person's humanity. Okay. The But he they never go there. From the beginning, he's like, I'm going to help this guy out and I'm going to, <laughs> you know, reunite him with his daughter. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so that's the end of it. Like, so basically when he gives this big speech at the end, like, I don't that sucks. And reminds me weirdly of like Rutger Hauer's speech in the end of Blade <laughs> Runner where he's just talking <laughs> to no one about yeah, his yeah. life. Um,
0: there's nothing human about it.
1: There's nothing like, no. And it's, there's it's there's just, it's it. a lot of like, it's a lot of like telling not showing. Um, it means nothing to us. We've seen no character growth here.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a movie that kind of speaks in bumper stickers. Yeah. Uh, there's
1: no character growth from anybody.
0: No, none.
1: Like you taught me how to live. I didn't see how he lived before. All I yeah. saw before was that he was a pretty good psychiatrist who cared about his patients yeah. and now at the end he's a pretty good psychiatrist who cares about his patients.
0: I'd say the only character that I kind of sort of understood their arc was the Mortimerny character a little bit. Like I did feel yeah, a little bit a little bit like, you know, it's an estranged father-daughter relationship and she's struggling with you know, his dedication to something outside of their relationship. Uh, and then at the end, she sort of seems to like, kind of understand it, but what's weird too, I mean, she, she gets short shrift on a bunch of ways, but then like at the end, when you've got Cuba outside her, I don't know why outside her house, standing in the rain. And she looks outside her window and has this look on her face. Like she gets it or something now, which I'm just like, I don't if know. They what were, I
1: mean, being. this is obvious. It was, if, if it was, there was supposed to be a romance, if it was two white characters, it would have been a romance. Like I they, That's so clear to me. Just, but it's so clear to me, yeah, right? It's kind of,
0: I, I agree with you. It felt, it felt like like they it's were, just
1: yeah. there. Like it's like it's just it's yeah. asking for
0: it. Yeah. So, um, do you think in '99 that was that much of an issue? Uh,
1: I think it was still an issue for some movies. Okay, right? Not all movies, yeah. but some movies. I th- have we seen interracial romances? Uh, I feel like there was in '99. Yeah, thus
0: far, um, not off the top of my head.
1: Okay. I mean. Still following the Cedars, but yeah, yeah. um that's kind of the point of the movie.
0: I don't think so. Yet.
1: No, Maybe. I don't think we've seen any real like kind of matter of fact. No. Cause there, you know, I, y you, you've seen executive decision, right? I have. With you know, Kurt Russell and there was a ro- like a romance ish thing happening with him and Halle Berry. Yes. Where at the end of the movie they're like, you know, we should start dating. Essentially, right? right? Like now that we've gone through this like, you know, horrible mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock thing, let's go for a drink. Um, mm-hmm. And that felt quietly revolutionary to me. It's interesting.
0: What year We're, was that? Oh, I 95? think it was 97.
1: 97. Um, but I can't think of anything we've done here.
0: Yeah. Which is, you know. Not yet anyway. I mean it's possible that we'll I, – I, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. But I, I'm yeah. not really sort of totally – I'm, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> You're t- I mean, like there's a little something yeah. in Wild Wild West, but not I, that's, really. I
0: thought about that a little bit too, but not really, not really, like not really. So, um, so yeah, at the end of the film, Powell escapes from the prison using a pen to dig out of the lock of this window and heads back to Africa. Uh, the patients help him escape. Theo,
1: apropos of nothing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. there was no, pl- it was awful. Like all, all of a sudden, we realize that one of these windows is kind of shabbily. Um, held on to the wall like he can actually like kind of pick out yep. the the stucco a little bit yep. with his pen. It takes him, I think, twenty minutes tops to get out. Maybe he somehow gets a they few sit, of the inmates then, to, and then
0: like off screen, create a diversion. Or they, they, they talk about it. It's like, oh, and he must have cut through a fence and climbed over a thing. Well, must a, have had he help, ape man. So, and, and you're just like, you just you really, you're just like lip servicing this. I know you're just yada yada yading the, uh, the yada yading escape. escape? It's crazy. It's crazy. No, at least in Cuckoo's Nest, like I,
1: I like the kind of brute force yeah, of that know, escape, right? The brute
0: force of just like fucking throw
1: yeah, like, something through the window. She
0: throws a, a marble fountain through it. It's, it's just throw, throw it movie, through a. I gotta window. say, I've seen that movie only once. I'm not sure I can ever watch it again. I loved it. Yeah, but I, it's too much for me. The end of that movie is just so heartbreaking. It's a good movie. When when he when when, when he, he, gets he gets awful
1: it's just a good movie. It's that's, that's, that's a that's
0: a it's just a really I mean, it's a great movie. It's just, just a
1: simple story. Like yeah. you, you just know you there there's value in like the simple story mm-hmm. of of the system makes you crazy.
0: Yeah, no, I I'm not disputing no, I know. the power of that movie at all. Um I think it just really really haunted me. Uh yeah. the, the 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 and this is this is also a thing too that this movie fails at in any real way, which is really kind of uh um Painting a picture of a mental facility uh, that that is realistic in any way, shape, or form. The thing about Cuckoo's Nest is that it felt so real um, for that period, anyway. Uh, and hopefully things have gotten better since. But the, the, the just the, the 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 palpable sadness of people that were given up on, that were thrown away in a, in a facility and then this breath of fresh air comes in and and gives them all sort of hope and and potential to have that taken away from them again. Just, nest. yeah, it's just yeah. it's just heartbreaking this movie, you know, fucking doesn't
1: even try to do it. Well, that, all this so. movie's about criminals. Like the murderers, right? Yeah, it's right? a different thing. So, like even like the like- the funny ones are murderers.
0: Yeah, no, I know. I'm <laughs> the cute. I'm not saying, Even the I, guy
1: I, pissed his pants is a murderer. So, like, you like, understand the corollary
0: yeah. that I'm drawing between these two films. Uh, it's different, obviously. I, we did good on Instinct, man.
1: <laughs> I didn't think we would do this. I, thought, I like, feel like
0: every now and then, we. I mean, this was the first one in a long time where I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about for, for an hour and a half, but we did it. We did Instinct. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your rating on this? 19. I give it a twenty-two. Yeah, we hated it. Um, I think after post, I'm probably at a twenty. I mean, I'm pretty much the same. Post, in, I mean, nineteen was pretty terrible. I, uh, I didn't. I didn't want to get into the teens necessarily because that's rarefied air, yeah. <laughs> um, or the opposite. That's like that's like in <laughs> the dungeon.
1: Yeah, it's like in in Fifth <laughs> Element how they had to yeah, build yeah. the city so high yeah. that
0: like you can't like go below like the fiftieth yeah. floor of any buildings because yeah. it's all smog. Yeah, that's like that's where that where lives. At, That's where this lives. This is yeah. This was I was just bored by this movie. Yeah. This movie didn't make me angry like Story of Us did or even Show Factor at just sort of a missed opportunity because this is not a movie that I was like, what could have been?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. The, the, yeah, I, I it didn't make me angry. That's true. And, but some movies that make me angry, like I still gave better scores than this. Like Snowfalling on Cedars, I gave a much better score than this. Because well, but Snowfalling on Cedars is a much better movie than this. A
0: significantly better movie. <laughs> that's, that's why you got did, a better score. And it made me much angrier than this. Well, yeah, because that was being here with Alex as well, who fixed the movie with like one scene. Yeah. Where you're just like, yeah, like they just, they fucking, this was late. I guess the difference is Snowfalling on Cedars had potential. That's why you're angry, right? Because you're like, the potential of what this yeah. could have been not just based on source material, but just the top-notch production and all that sort of stuff, you're just like, this could have What the fuck could this have been? Eight Is Man it- Serial Killer Mystery. Sure. That would have been all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't mean to
2: suggest
0: that that would have been worthwhile. That would have been all right. It's all right. Sure. But then they just went so soft. Um, but, uh, but thank you for listening. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. Uh, thank you to uh, Emilio. For doing our amazing Twitter and social media. Uh, thank you to Jan task for doing our theme song. Thank you to Ernie for producing. And um, we're at uh, Podcast Like 1999. Thank you. Podcast Like It. You
2: podcast like it. 1999.
0: Planning for your next trip?